0: AFM facts and figures you can count on. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners, Nadir. Let's start with uh, uh, big stories here: uh, the unbundling of Bidvest Food Services from the parent company. Yes, Sakina, I mean, it is, quite, it is quite a big deal. You know, Bidvest has been touting the deal for quite a long time when rumors initially surfaced of it about uh, four years ago already that uh, Bidvest would look to spin out the food services group. We obviously know that they had very aggressive uh, expansion plans internationally and, you know, wanted to build a, a business quite aggressively. We know that it's quite an important, well, a very important business within the Bidvest stable, contributing about half of uh, the, the revenue base of, of uh, Bidvest's uh, Services at the last reporting period to 30 June 2015. So, I mean, if we break that down, 116 billion rand of revenue for Bidvest, the Bidvest Group, and about 50% of that came from the food services group. You know, and about of the uh, just over four billion rand of uh, uh, net profits, about a half of that also came from the food services group. So, it is uh, quite an important part of the business of the Bidvest business table. And we know that uh, they operate in a number of geographies. They obviously operate in South Africa. Africa. Africa, which is a tiny part of their revenue and profit contribution, about 8% of Bidvest food services revenue comes from South Africa. Um, And then they operate in Australasia, which contributes about half of their profits, and they also operate uh, within Europe and Asia the Middle East and other emerging markets. And we know that they've been going on quite an aggressive uh, uh, expansion spree, Sakina, you know, whether it was buying a beverage and cold storage units uh, in in Italy and the UK, or it was buying a Retail food distribution services in the Middle East. Um, you know they've been acquiring quite a lot of businesses in the recent past, and uh, you know at one point it was touted that the food group would be spun out and listed on the London Stock Exchange. You know Brian Joffey obviously poured cold water over that, saying that it wasn't the right time. And you know obviously given all the volatility on the on European markets and the FTSE as well, the London Stock Exchange. Um, you know the pressure that that stock market has come under for the last twelve to eighteen months or so. Um, you know. They- and obviously, the, the, the shareholders, the board of directors, rather, and led by Brian Joffe, felt that it really wasn't the, the right time to listen to the volatility in London. So we saw the unbundling of the food services group with a market cap of just over 100 billion rand. Um, you know, it's just, it's just under four times, uh, you know, the, the market cap of the parent company, which is Bedvest, which now has a market cap of just over 30 billion rand after the unbundling of the food services group. And, uh, you know, the ratio working one-to-one. So for every one BidVest share you, you held, you got one BidCorp share, which is the name of the new entity, the food services group, um, you know, and they're going to continue along their growth vector, Sakina, buying up businesses, raising capital uh, independently of the BidVest group, you know, so I think that's a very important point. They no longer require uh, capital injections from the overall BidVest group. They can independently raise capital on their own, given that they're a separate listed entity, um, you know, and they're going to continue to go on their growth continue to try and uh, uh, experience some margin uplift. So not only do they want to do acquisitions to grow their top line, Sakina, but in terms of revenue, but they also want margin uplift in terms of, uh, you know, how profitable they are. So, you know, a really good story in terms of an emerging market food distributor across the retail, uh, catering, and industrial food services. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, an attractive one to watch and uh, a number of uh, of analysts quite like the growth story there and the the kind of PE Unwind that will happen as a result of that growth. And Azir, what were the uh, Eurozone economic confidence numbers that came out yesterday? Yeah, Sakina. I mean, this is, seems like quite an arbitrary number, but it's actually quite relevant because, uh, you know, we're seeing economic sentiment in the Eurozone improving, and uh, we know that this is critical not only for South Africa, but for the rest of the globe in terms of uh, picking up the slack in, uh, for economic growth from China, because we know that China's economy is waning on the back of trying to deliberately slow down infrastructure and investment spend. Um, you know, and, and, and uh, Europe remains a large trading partner of South Africa, so ultimately, if the European economy recovers, South Africa benefits off of that. So anyway, onto the numbers. Um, we saw a drastic improvement in the economic sentiment indicator to 104.2 index points. You know, this was up uh, way more than what analysts and economists had expected. And I think uh, it's a sign that the massive quantitative easing program that the ECB has embarked upon, um, you know, is starting to gain traction. It is, an, it is a, a quantitative easing program it's very similar to the one that that the U.S. Federal Reserve had had embarked upon in terms of size. In fact, it's almost exactly the same size, um, you know, and and, and at 60 billion euros a month. And we know that we have another ECB meeting coming up later this week on Thursday, you know, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Mario Draghi has to say about the success of the program, what he has to say about the improving numbers coming out of the Eurozone. Uh, You know, besides economic confidence, we see uh, inflation in Europe's most industrialized economy, Germany, um, turn positive for the, for, for the most recent months. Um, you know, and I think that's a key measure to watch as well, because the Eurozone and the ECB have to get some sort of inflation going in, in, in the European Union uh, if, if the growth trajectory is going to gain any sort of traction. So you know, the numbers are starting to show signs of green shoots within Europe, and this after a significant amount of quantitative easing, uh, You know, even cutting the depository rates at the ECB, the central bank, down below zero. And we know the amount of pains that banks has taken as a result of this because of, uh, you know, how badly their margins have been affected and their stock prices have come under severe pressure. So, you know, all this action taken by the ECB finally seems to be bearing some sort of fruits. And, uh, you know, from an economic point of view for South Africa and from a stock market point of view in terms of, uh, you know, improved outlook for earnings growth for stocks listed in the European Union, uh, you know, we can just hope that this, uh, this recovery continues to gain traction from green shoots into a full-blown recovery recovery and uh, you know hopefully that could translate into better earnings growth and better economic uh, opportunities for South Africa to export Dear token Investment Analyst at 27